Hello, hello, and welcome to the Toon Network Transfer Links video. I'm Adam, um, and I thought I'd create a video series which takes us through um, all of the wild rumoured signings of the season. Um, in the video series there will be uh, a defenders series which you're watching right now. There will also be midfielders and there will be attackers. Um, I'll try and compile as much as I can of all the rumours, all the signings I think we should be making and players that we should be looking at for ambition for Rafa Benitez in the Premier League for us to not only survive but to spend uh, every last penny available Mike. Um, and obviously I'm not going to get every single um, transfer rumour in there. I'll do my very best. We'll have a look at about 50 odd players that we've been linked with, could buy um, and, and, and take you through the squad there. So first and foremost, let's. this is the Defenders video. So let's have a look at goalkeepers first. Um, I'll have to thank um, my mate Johnny Monkhouse for doing some excellent graphics here, uh, which will be popping up on your screen any minute now. People listening to this on a podcast, don't worry, I will be describing everything you see in full detail, so don't worry. So, first and foremost, let's have a look at goalkeepers. So the situation with goalkeepers is that, um, well, we bought Matt Sells uh, last summer. Rafa was intent on not having any goalkeeping injuries, which hampered our relegation season the last time we were in the Premier League. Rob Elliott was injured, Dalla was injured, um, so... Crow was out on loan, so I think what I think what's probably going to happen this season is he, I can see him selling or loaning out sells because that hasn't clearly worked out. I also see us selling Crow because he seems quite a saleable asset, although his loan stint in Holland this season didn't go amazingly for him. Um, a few bloopers there. Maybe, I mean, I don't know what's happened to him to be honest. I, I don't know if that's just him done, um, but I can probably see. Is definitely going into next season with Darlow and Elliot. I can't see he's getting rid of more than two goalkeepers if he does indeed get rid of Sells and Darlow, um, Sells and Tim Krull. So, if we were to stay in the Premier League, we we would probably be looking at. I would say if I'm Rafa Benitez, can I rely on Elliot being fit for the whole season? I'm not sure. Can I trust Darlow to be the number one goalkeeper in the Premier League um, against the likes of um, Sergio Aguero and um, you know Harry Kane? You know, really top class strikers and, and and midfielders that are going to be you know really really putting our pressure and putting pressure on, on our defence a lot. So I'm going to have a look at a few goalkeeping transfer targets that we might opt for. Um, which would be in keeping with the level of ambition that I think Rafa wants to show and Mike Ashley has alluded to helping us show. So every transfer target I've put a very very non-scientific three-star probability scale on the card and it's basically um, serves to show my feelings about how likely it is that we will sign those players. So three-star player I would say is um, very likely, um, a one star, for example, will be less likely, but not completely out of the question. Um, so let's have a look at the first one. So Asmir Begovic, he's soon to be 30. He's reserve goalkeeper at Chelsea, very experienced in the Premier League. He's played for Stoke a lot. He's hasn't got many chances. Look, his, his, his who scored rating at the minute is 
from this season is 5.67. He hasn't played many minutes at all um, under Antonio Conte. Courtois has been unmovable. Has he gone there now and got his? He's got a Premier League. I don't even know if he's got his, his, his winners medal. Like he, he's played so few games, but he's a player who I think is probably a two-star probability of signing for us. Um, if if Rafa was interested in him, he's still top class. He's still just about in his twenties as it stands, um, and I think he could be an excellent number one. Someone that Dolo could learn a lot from. His distribution's really good, which sort of which is one of Elliot's strengths, for example. His reflexes are very good as well, which is probably one of Darlow's strengths. I think if we want, if we have real intentions of staying in the Premier League, these are the players that we need to be looking at. Who's not playing? Who's unhappy in the current state? Has Begovic been there? He's been at Chelsea a couple of years. Does that mean that he's he wants to he wants to play again? You know, he's still young for a goalkeeper. And he might see uh, Rafa's Newcastle as a, as a, as a decent prospect um, for getting game time. Um, and he would help bring the other players along as well. He's really tall and commanding. Um, I just think he's a great all-rounder, Asmir Begovic. And I think he'd be a great target. Next up is an old favourite of Rafa Benitez. And it's Pep Reina. So I've put him at a one-star um, probability simply because he's... Playing for Napoli, um, and he's he's playing pretty well. Uh, got a six point six three. He scored last season. His market value is very low, um, but and he also but, but we probably have to pay a bit more, obviously, than that. But he only has one year left on his contract. There, um, yes, he's getting on a bit, but if he fancied coming back to the Premier League. Working under Rafa, there's a bit of romance there, I think, um, in, in, the, in the idea of that signing. I think he's someone who, I mean, he's done it all, hasn't he? He's, 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 he's been there for World Cup winning squads and Euro. He might not have been playing a lot of games there, but he's, he's obviously won major trophies um, for Liverpool and with Rafa Benitez as well. I, I, I think there's, 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 there's an outside chance there. Um, I think he's probably quite settled in, in Naples and it's probably more, the rumours have started probably more to do with the fact that the link between him and Rafa Benitez. But again, someone who's extremely experienced and actually has seen a lot of the continent as well and been successful there. And that kind of, Rafa's talked a lot this season about experience and he, he showed that he, he added a bit of experience last season in the championship, but in the Premier League, we need to ramp that up a gear, to be honest. And Pep Rayner, he's a winner. He's a leader. He leads by example. He'd be great for the dressing room. And I think he'd be an absolutely solid signing if we get him. But I do think it's quite unlikely. Next up, we've got England international Joe Hart, the Pep Guardiola outcast, who spent the last year on loan at Torino. Not massively convincing, actually. Um, Torino have been known to kind of say that he's... They didn't expect him to have made so many mistakes. So I'm not sure it's likely that they're going to re retain him uh, beyond this year-long loan. Um, it's who scored rating 6.44, which is mm, below par, really. Um, I think the guy just needs some confidence back. Um, his, his market value is quite high at 12.75. He's only got two years left on his contract as well. So... I've put this as a three-star simply because I think he ticks all the boxes. I think Joe Hart would prefer 
to stay in the Premier League. And if you you know you look at all the top clubs in terms of goalkeeping wise, I don't I don't know where he's going. I don't know what options he's going to have. Um, I think I think Newcastle are a big proposition. We're not going to just be we're not just an any old club coming up from the championships. The infrastructure's there, the money's there, the stadium's there, the fan base is there, the world class managers there. We're going places, and Joe Hart. Yes, his confidence has been absolutely shattered and he might have made some mistakes in Italy, but for, from our perspective, from, from Newcastle's perspective, I still think you'd be a step up from what we have. Um, I think you could teach Carl Darlow a lot. Um, and he needs somewhere to, tr to revitalise his career, to get his confidence back, and he wants to be in that England squad. Yes, he's been selected in the latest squad with four other, sorry, with three other goalkeepers. Um, but he would be a real coup for Newcastle, nevertheless. Um, he's not the kind of player that Pep wants because Pep Guardiola wants a, wants a sweeper keeper in Claudio Bravo. Well, that didn't turn out amazing either. But I think Joe Hart could see us as a big club and, 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 and worth taking a punt on. So I've put him at three star. So we'll see what happens there, but this is the kind of player that we should go going for. International class. He's won, the, he's won the Premier League, he's won the FA Cup, and he's played for England in, in major tournaments. We could, it, it's invaluable experience once again that we should be looking at. David Espina is another goalkeeper who's playing reserve at one of the bigger clubs, Arsenal. Now, this week he just won the FA Cup final, uh, playing in the FA Cup final with Arsenal uh, for their seventh um, win under Arsene Wenger. He's a player who's still very young. He's a Colombian international. He's got two years left on his contract uh, with a market value of just shy of uh, six million. He's not an obvious signing, which is why I've put him in a, as, as, a, as a one star rating of, of a likelihood of signing for us. But I think at 6.59, again, he hasn't played many games to amass such a, a good average rating. Petr Cech's getting towards the end of his career um, so he might he might fancy that he could you know take the number one spot at Arsenal, but then there's been rumours of Jack Butland potentially going to one of the bigger clubs. Arsenal have been included in that as well. I would say if Czech is planning on staying around for another couple of years, then and and, and if Wenger or whoever is going to be Arsenal manager decides that they want a new goalkeeper in there like a Butland, I think he'd be a good fit for them. For example, Espina might again be one of those looking for a good Premier League club to stay in the country, to play under a world-class manager in front of a massive crowd. Now, you conceded a, a bit of a, a howler against Diego Costa in the FA Cup final. However, he also made an amazing save from Diego Costa later on as well. So, I think he's got a lot of talent. He's got a lot of international class as well. Um, not as likely this one. There hasn't been much talk of him wanting to leave but I can I can honestly see if if Jack Butland were to go to Arsenal th th there may be room for him to move again if Wenger's going to be there or not that might help shape his decision as well and he might be looking for options it's a one star it's unlikely but we'll see how we get on yet another reserve goalkeeper at one of the top clubs in the Premier League is Willy Caballero for Man City so he actually played quite a lot of games uh, once Claudio Bravo uh, got into a bit of uh, patchy form. 
He's just been released on a free transfer from Man City, so he'd be a very cheap option. I've got him at a two-star because I think other clubs will be looking at him despite the fact that he is 35. But he's an Argentinian international. He's, again, been around the block. If he wants to stay in the country, if he wants to get game time, he's already kind of proved himself in the Premier League this season for a top three club, as it turned out. They've obviously not decided to renew contract, probably because of age and probably because... Um, Guardiola's looking at other goalkeepers as well given the Bravo situation hasn't really turned out but he could be a steal and he might not expect to play every single game he plays for us but I think again someone who Darlo could learn from um, or Woodman could learn from I think he's a top class player and I think we could do very we could do a lot worse than signing him but again I think that's the end of kind of the, the goalkeepers section there hasn't been much buzz about us getting new goalkeepers in. I can very easily see Rafa going into the new season with Darlow and Elliot battling out for the number one spot. But I just think if we want to be ambitious, if we want to take Newcastle to the next level, not just survive and pushing for that middle of the table place, sneaking into top 10 if we can, it's a long shot, but we saw the Premier League table was at the end of this season and that it's so close between, say, ninth and about 16th as well so it's 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 anyone's game really but we need to be ambitious we need to be signing international players we need to be signing players that have played for top clubs like Caballero for Man City and the rest that I've mentioned already okay so let's have a look at our defensive options now it's been a while since we've bought a first team left back I, I, I'm trying to a natural first team left back so Lazar Probably a winger, and he wasn't very good, <laughs> apparently. Um, Hadara was bought as a reserve player. Um, David Santon, probably a right-back, really. Um, so it's been a while since we've had... I, mean, I don't know. I might be joking here, but possibly Jose Enrique was the last first-team, first-choice uh, left-back, natural left-back that we bought. It's been a long time, and I think this is the summer that we, we are definitely going to get a good strong left back so Dummett has been an almost ever present this season um, but I still feel that he's a, a centre back playing at left back I don't think he's a natural left back however much I think he's excelled this season in the championship Premier League again it's a much harder challenge we need to provide competition for that place we can't rely on Hadara because he's made a glass um, Lazar's probably on his way out, definitely as well. So we need to be looking at first-team Premier League experienced left-backs. So let's have a look on the list at who's on it. Okay, so first up is Andy Robertson, the Scottish left-back from Hull City who've just been relegated. He's got a year left on his contract. He's got a market value of just shy of £6 million. This is why I've put him as a three-star rate. There's been lots of rumours that were that Rafa's keen, that we're interested in him. He seems to fit the profile. Now he's a player that I've admired for quite a long time, to be honest. Robertson is a chance creator from deep, very much in the same way as saying Aaron Cresswell has been for West Ham. Robertson is um he hasn't had the best of seasons as well, he's been part of a defence that's been relegated, of course not. <clears throat> But he, in previous seasons, he's assisted quite a lot, created a lot of chances for, for, for players. 
and we need someone who can naturally bomb up and bomb 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 up and down the line. Um, but I think I think Robertson, given that he's got one year left of his contract and he's just been relegated, we'd be able to pick him up for for pretty cheap, probably around the ten million mark, maybe just shy of that, given um, probably his like his very highly likely willingness to to want to leave Hull. We could give him a good home and I think he'd slot straight in. I think he'd be a great signing for us and I'm hoping for this one. I'm really rooting for this one. Three star for Andy Robertson. Another left back with only one year left on his contract is England international, former England international, Kieran Gibbs of Arsenal. He really hasn't seen much action this season, although he has played well when called upon, um, giving him a, a who scored average rating this season of 7.03. He's a player who is a good all-rounder. He's 27. He could, again, offer a lot to, to Newcastle. He's a homegrown player, which is another added bonus, a, a benefit of signing him. It doesn't look like he's got a much of a future at Arsenal, and I think now is about the time that he has a look around and sees what his options are. He may see an opportunity at Newcastle for him to establish a, a first-choice left-back place, given that I don't think we've got very strong option for a Premier League team, um, so you might target us as a as a, as a as a place where you can play thirty odd games, league games a season, and I think that's going to be really attractive to him. You know, um, he needs game time. His career is running out. He hasn't produced at Arsenal as everyone thought he might have done. He turns twenty eight um, shortly after the next next season starts in September. So he'll be wanting, he'll be wanting to move. I think I, I can't imagine him not him sticking out at Arsenal, given the the impact that Monreal's had, and we don't know what Arsenal's recruitment's going to be like in the summer either. I've got him at a two star probability because I think as much as he's a strong option, if he is available, I can see somebody like Liverpool maybe coming in for Gibbs. I can see Man City, who've just let a lot of fullbacks. Go, I can see them coming in for him. With a year left on his contract, market value of 8.5 million. I think he can come for quite cheap, probably about, he might be able to get it for about sort of 13, 15 million. For Newcastle, that is a lot of money, but it's it's a position on the pitch with, which we have very little squad depth and we're lacking a lot. So I think he'd be a good punt, but maybe not as likely as Robertson. Going north of the border, Celtics' Kieran Tierney, who's had an excellent season under Brendan Rodgers this season. So much so that he won the Scottish Football Writers uh, Young Player of the Season award. He is a natural left-back, very young, precocious, but he, his talent is clearly there to see. Um, you'll have to excuse the Who Scored rating on this, which is 6.13, but that's because Who Scored don't, um, they don't record statistics for the Scottish leagues so the 6.13 is from his activity in and his performances in european competition in champions league quali qualifiers and things like that so he's got a very low market value of 1.7 um he has got four years left on his contract at celtic so there's a two-star rating there i think it's unlikely that rafa might take a punt on him given that we probably need more experience going into the premier league however he is an excellent talent. He could use Newcastle um, 
as the next step up in his career. If he wanted to leave Celtic, they've had a great season. He might have felt, right, I've done Scotland, let's try my hand in the Premier League. I don't think he would turn Rafa Benitez down, for example. But he's, but he's young, so we'll, we'll, we'll see what comes of that situation. But if we were to get him, very, very good, exciting player. Um, and I think he'd be, he'd be excellent for us. Another player um, who's pretty experienced in the Premier League is Luke Shaw, despite his young age. He's had a tumultuous relationship so far with Jose Mourinho since he came in. His injuries have hampered him over the last couple of years. In fact, he's massively injury prone. Um, his market value is 17 million, but uh, again, you'd struggle to be paying much more than 20 million for him given his injury record. In fact, the stat for years that he's missed 510 days through injury since joining Manchester United three years ago. That's, that, that's quite significant and that's, that's 89 matches included as well. So as much as he's played pretty well with a 6.93 rating on who scored um, this season when called upon, do we take the chance on someone who's essentially made of Weetabix? I'm I'm not sure we do. His, his talent is is clearly there, but he'll be expecting a big contract coming from Manchester United. The potential that he still has as well. He's an England class left back, but the fitness is an issue. And do we put all of our left back eggs in a, in a Luke Shaw only for him to get injured two weeks into the season? He'll do his cruciates. Could he break his leg? Could he? Is he just one of those players like Hadara who can't catch a break? It's such a risk to pay so much money given that we won't have endless resources. We'll have decent resources, as Mike Ashley's alluded to, but we won't have endless resources this summer. So we need to be really careful. Rafa likes to spot a bargain as well. If you can get Luke Shaw for maybe closer to the sort of 12, 13 million pound mark, great. And I think we could attract him to an extent just because I think a lot of the other top clubs will look at that injury record and balk at it, to be honest. This is why I've got him at a one star, though. I don't know if Rafa is going to take the punt on someone who's obviously got the talent, who I think if we were ambitious enough, we could really make a play for. But I just don't want to sign someone who's going to get injured all the time or be in his mindset, I think... It's a lot to come back from for, for, for a young lad to have had so much um, poor luck with injuries so far. We'll see what happens, but I don't think Luke Shaw will still be at Manchester United next season. A young player who impressed me uh, this season in the Championship was young left-back Ryan Sessegnon from Fulham. Um, he tore us a new one when they beat us um, at St James's Park. Um, He's literally just turned 17, which is absolutely crazy. Like in, 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 on the 18th of May, he turned 17. So he's only probably just getting into having a pro contract. So there might be some complications around signing him around that. There'll probably be tribunals about um, fee. He's got a market value of 2.55 million. He scored five goals and got three assists this season as a 16-year-old, essentially, which is absolutely crazy. He's got... Bags of potential. It would be a massive coup, I think, if we got him. I really do. But I think other young players have stepped up from the lower leagues um, before. And I think he could definitely do a job for us. 
I know he's young, but he's shown his talent from defence and, and, and armed attack as well. He's a really good passer of the ball as well. I think he managed about 1.8% uh, passing accuracy this season. He's a great tackler as well, one of his strengths. I think he's a wonder kid, and I think if the fact that Fulham now aren't going at the Premier League this season, I think all their big stars will be right for the plucking, and I think we could make a play for him. If we got him, I know there'll be a whole host of clubs after him, which is why I've put a one-star. Again, with him being so young, would he want to travel so far up north to play his football up there? We don't know. There's too many factors flowing around. He might want to stay in Fulham, develop for another year, and then make his big move. A lot of potential around this guy. I really like him a lot. I don't think it's going to happen, but he should. he's definitely worthy of a place on the list if we're going to be ambitious. Yet another player who's uh, been released from Man City uh, is Gael Clichy. Now, he's... He's, he's amassed about 325 appearances in the Premier League, so he's certainly got that experience. He's also won a lot of silverware as well. So he's just he's just about well, he's 31. He's, he was soon to turn 32 by the start of the next season. But I've put him at a two-star probability for, for Gael Clichy. He got a 6.88 this season. He had played under Pep Guardiola um, when Kolarov either wasn't playing or Kolarov was used who's deployed and sent it, sent it back uh, when the defensive crisis happened. He could offer Newcastle a lot, I think, again, given that he's on a free and we'd just be paying wages and agent fee, whatever, we, that, that's a, that's a, that would be a pretty shrewd buy from, from Rafa Benitez and some, someone that I think he would be looking at. We need to save money where we can, but he's a left-back who's got good quality, a um, bit like Gibbs as well. He's been around the block a lot um, and got a lot of Premier League experience. He's a good natural left-back. He good going forward as well. He's pacey. Um, and I think he's definitely someone that we should be looking looking at because I think other clubs will be in for him um, in the Premier League. Um, he possibly might even go back to back to France. I don't know. But Gar Clichy, I would certainly not be disappointed if we signed him. Two-star probability. Okay, so let's look at right-backs now. So, Vernon Anita is gone. Um, he's vacated that hallowed number eight jersey, which I'm quite pleased about. Look, he's been a decent servant for us, very versatile, but I believe that he was one of those players who was kind of jack-of-all-trades, master of nothing. I wouldn't have put him in defensive midfielder because I thought he was too short. Um, he's got good technical passing, but... Again, that lack of height is such a weakness, um, which Hayden, with his height, has kind of um, shown how much of a benefit that can be. Right back, I thought one of the worst games of the season he had was against Preston, um, just towards the end of the season when we got promoted. But he got destroyed by that left winger. Um, he shows that he just hasn't got the pace to play right back, so he's out the door. Yedlin, I think he's as much as he's still quite raw, I think... He's he's a canny operator. Um, I really like him. I like his attitude. He's away training with Seattle Sounders now with his mate Clint Dempsey. He wants to stay fresh. I think it's it, he's a model professional. But I think we just need again. Jesus Hammers was not what we want. What we sort of thought he would be. He didn't really get much game time at all. I think it was a case of Rafa seeing an opportunity, bringing him in some a bit of experience. Should we re should we need it? Should we rely on it? 
but I'm not sure that him and Yedlin is strong enough squad depth-wise to see us through a Premier League season. Defence will be absolutely crucial going into next season, given the left-wingers that we're going to be facing, you know, the likes of Gabriel Jesus, um, Coutinho. Do you know what I mean? The really world-class uh, left-wingers. So we need somebody good. We need somebody that's going to challenge Yedlin, to push him to his potential as well. Um, so let's have a look at some options. So first up, for right back, I've got Arsenal fullback defender Callum Chambers. He was really highly rated when he first went to Arsenal, but he didn't really get the run in the team that he wanted. Um, and actually, could have probably Arsenal could have probably done with him this season, given the given the defensive crisis that they've had. Although they've went on to win the FA Cup, of course, but in the league they're disappointed. Despite playing on loan at Middlesbrough, another relegated side, Chambers actually came out of it looking pretty good. I mean, it's easy to forget that actually Middlesbrough had one of the best defences in the, in, certainly out of the bottom half, probably the best, one of the best defences. Um, they kind of had a top ten defence um, performance, and, and Chambers was a big part of that. His who scored rating is seven point oh seven, so he's performed really well. Um, he's he's only twenty two. And he's got he's got versatility as well. He could play in he could play centre back and he could play right back. And I think it's something like that that versatility, um, that youth, but relative experience in the top flight as well. He's homegrown. He, he just takes a lot of boxes for me, Callum Chambers. And I think he's a good player. Um, he could be um, he could play a Newcastle player for for years to come. Should he sign? really think he's got that potential, which is why I've gone for a three-star probability that he'll sign if Rafa's interested in him. I don't know what Arsenal are going to be doing in terms of... In terms of right-back, Callum Chambers is not going to supersede Hector Bellerin. It's just not going to happen. So Chambers looks at himself, I'm going to get into centre-back. Uh, is Koscielny going to be moved on? Is um, Gabriel injury-prone? Is Mertesacker too old now? I can see... Arsenal making some some big recruitment decisions as well this summer. So there's a chance that he could fight for his place at Arsenal or there's a chance that either he gets shoved out on loan again, in which case I think we should be all over it, or if he's up for sale, let's, let's, you know, let's go for it. Absolutely, let's go for it. He's got three years left on a deal and he's got a market value of 10 million. So he's not going to come cheap, Callum Chambers, especially with that homegrown status. So... We'd have to probably play, pay double that, um, 20, 25 million maybe for Callum Chambers if he was available. But if we could get him on loan, I think that's a, a swift piece of business that we could get done fairly, fairly swiftly. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. But I would be absolutely delighted with Callum Chambers. Three-star rating for me. Another player who's impressed me this season is Bournemouth's Adam Smith at right back. Now... He's not great in the air, but I think going forward, his passing, tackling and dribbling has been really strong as well. We've proven that we can poach Bournemouth for their top players again. Matt Ritchie, the prime example of that. So there's a chance that, you know, having a, a former teammate of Ritchie up the right up the right wing, for example, I think there's, there could be some instant chemistry there. I think Bournemouth have had an exceptional season um, under Eddie Howe, finished in the top half. He might not want to move anywhere, but I think he's a sort of player that's maybe under the radar of other clubs in terms of sort of transfer rumours. 
he's got a relatively low market value as well. But he has got three years left on his contract, so yeah, while it's maybe not highly likely that he that he that he would sign for us, I think if we were serious about him, I think he's proven himself in the top flight, and I think he'd be a, a really good little player. He can pop up with a couple of assists as well, which is probably quite important, um, and give Yedlin a good run for his money. But someone I think we could pick up relatively cheaply. Again, he's homegrown, and he's a good age as well. He's 26, so. Who scored rate was 6.84 for the season. He played a lot of games as well to warrant that. So Adam Smith, not an obvious choice, but I think if we were interested, it wouldn't take much to poach him to St. James's. Another player who played some games for Bournemouth this season at fullback was Nathan Aki from Chelsea. He was recalled in January, as you'll, as you'll recall, <laughs> by Antonio Conte. And he went on to, to win the league with them. He's another player who they might be looking at a loan option. I know that they'll have big changes at Chelsea. Uh, they'll, they'll be recruiting a lot of defenders, recalling a lot of other loan defenders as well. But Nathan Aki is someone who could benefit from being a, a top club who's going to get minutes. He's 22, Dutch player. He got 7.11 as a who scored rate in the season, which is really impressive. Um, I think it's unlikely that we'll that we would potentially be able to buy him outright. I just think he's a very good player and I don't think I would be surprised if Chelsea had already made a decision on him given his performances this season, particularly for Bournemouth. But I've given him a three-star rating because I think he'd be a very likely loan signing. Um, Rafa wants to be canny with loan signings and bargains this season and I think Aki's a player who can play both fullbacks. I know he's played a lot of left He's played a lot of games left-back for Bournemouth, for example, but he can operate on the right as well. He could probably play centre-back as well, so he's got that versatility that Rafa is a big fan of. He's a great player, a really tremendous player, and even if we got him on loan for just a season, I would love to see Nathan Ake at Newcastle. I think it would be a great signing. Next up, um, an old friendly face in David Santon. So... He's another player who's been uh, rumoured this season. Not sure how much I buy into that. It's uh, it's why I've given him a one-star probability of signing out of three. But he has had a reasonable season for Inter. Um, they, they, they finished just below AC Milan in the league this season. But he did get an average rating of 7.09, which is really good uh, for, from who scored. Yeah, left on his contract. Market value of £4.5 million. He could be a cheap option. We, we we know the player. He's maybe not great. He's maybe not tremendous defensively, um, it's fair to say. But again, that versatility, the fact that he could play right and left back. He's good going forward. Um, he could be a really good squad option for us. Rafa actually coached him uh, when he was at Inter Milan, when Santon was still quite young, uh, was still fledgling. So there's a bit of a relationship there, which I think, is where some of the rumours have come from. I still think it's a one-star probability because I think we'll probably look at... I can't imagine he'll be first choice. Um, but I think he's he's certainly worth being on the list because of his versatility, because of his previous uh, relationship with Rafa Benitez. And we know the player. Um, and he's good going forward. So we'll see what comes of it. But I think he'll be a decent player to bolster the squad. So a bit of a wild card for the last one of the right-backs is Frederick Sorensen, who's a Danish player who 
plays for Köln in the Bundesliga. So they got into the Europa League this season. But he was exceptional. He was very much um, under the radar of a lot of uh, a lot of clubs. There's not much buzz about him. But he, in fact, on who scored, he got 7.34, which is absolutely ridiculous uh, for a player um, at an unfancied side, shall I say. He actually made the who scored team of the season out of the top five leagues. He's the best performing right back in the top five leagues statistically via whoscored.com. So he's someone not to be sniffed at. He's got a bit of versatility as well. He's quite tall, so he can play, play centre-back as well. His market value is 5.1. But he has got four years left on his contract. So, there's an argument to say that um, he's not looking to move on. Because he's got European football next season. He's got a bit of a contract to, to see out as well. If we were to put a bid in, I can imagine the club, the selling club, Colón, putting up a bit of a fight for him. Um, probably looking at £20 million for him, I'd say. So... Sorensen, a bit, a bit of a wild card, a bit of an under-the-radar option there, but in terms of statistical performances, he's been absolutely excellent. He's got versatility, he's good in the air, um, and I think he'll be an absolutely cracking by. Um, but I, I think there'll be a couple of clubs maybe hovering around, but not too many, so I think we're still in with a little shout. One-star rating for him. Okay, so let's look at centre-backs now. So... Kieran Clark and Jamal Lascelles played most of the season as, as the back pairing. Um, as much as Lascelles' form dropped towards the end of the season, he was, it transpired that he was injured. I still think his positional play has a bit of improving to do. Chancellor Mbemba played well when he when he was when called upon towards the end of the season. A, a player I really admire. But for some reason, I'm pretty sure Rafa isn't crazy about him. I don't think Hanley's going to see the Premier League with us, so I think Hanley will be shipped on. So I think we'll be looking at centre-back options um, to, to both create um, competition for squad places um, and really push the, the potential of players like Lascelles. Um, I think Clark would be a good player as well, but I just think we need options defensively. We can't be left short centre in the centre of defence we really can't it's the Premier League we'll be up against some of the best strikers in the world and we need to be ready we need to be prepared we need to be play we need to we need to have a defence that can tackle the likes of Christian Benteke but equally Sergio Aguero you know um, a real mix of, uh, of, of, of of top flight strikers so we need to be ready for it so here's my list of Rumoured and um, some other centre-backs that I think we should be maybe targeting to bolster that defence. First up on the centre-backs list is the relegated Hull captain, Harry Maguire. So he's been strongly linked with Newcastle uh, pretty much ever since Hull's demise was uh, confirmed in the Premier League. He's got a low market value of about 2.13 million, but he's only got one year left in his contract, and that's on top of being relegated as well. So I think he would be an excellent signing for us. I think he's, he's the, the level that we're looking for. He's really proved himself. I think, again, a lot of the top, a lot of other clubs are looking at him in the Premier League as well. He's got a who-scored rate of 7.07. Um, he's been four, he averaged 4.9 clearances a game, which is absolutely massive. He's also got 2.4 
aerial clearances per game as well. So good in the air, good blocker. Um, and he's got a versatility for being able to play right back as well. So that might play into Rafa's thinking, but I think I'd be very surprised if we're not um, making some strong moves for Harry Maguire in the, in, in the summer transfer window already. Um, I think it'd be a solid buy, and we could get him for really cheap as well. Next on the list for centre-backs is another Middlesbrough player, relegated. It's England's Ben Gibson. Um, he didn't have as good a season as Callum Chambers. His who scored rating was 6.82, which is pretty respectable still. Um, his market value is 5.1. Um, I've put him at a three-star likelihood of signing uh, because relegated, we can get him for quite cheap. Homegrown, he's in the area. Um, he probably wouldn't need much persuading. Um, he's only 24, um, so I still think he's got kind of plenty of potential to come um, based on sort of what he's already shown. He's got really good clearance stats, but he's not very good in the air and, and tackling was a bit iffy in terms of looking at statistics on, on who scored. So, again, look, is he better than Hanley? Yes. Um, can he help fight for a, a, a first team place? Yes. So I think all in all, a, a three-star probability of signing, um, maybe a two, because I think there's probably better options than him. But if Rafa was to go for him, I think we wouldn't find um, many obstacles in the way to sign him. There might be a bit of competition from other clubs around the country, but again, we're local, so that might play into his, into his hand, Rafa's hands as well, um, and very beneficial. Good addition. Ryan Shawcross is a player that I quite admire and have done for a number of years. I think the last couple of seasons he's had maybe not as strong as as previously, um, but he's he's a tough defender. He's physical. Um, I know that the rule changes to shirt pulling in the penalty box have maybe um, hampered his performances slightly because he keeps getting caught out. But I think in terms of if we're looking for an experienced Premier League centre-back, Ryan Shawcross is your man. I've put a two-star probability rating on, on Shawcross signing simply because, yes, he's only got a year left on his contract, but I know Stoke are looking to offer him an extension. I think it will be a case of him seeing which options he has available, who's coming in for him. I would like to think that we would be able to, we would be able to lure Shawcross from Stoke to Newcastle, I think, it's a change of pace for him, it's it's a new challenge, but within the Premier League where he feels comfortable, he'll have been to St James's Park, he'll know what the setup's there what the setup's like there. Really good facilities, great crowd. I think he could be persuaded to come and I think what Shawcross would bring is leadership and um he could command that, that back line, I think I think he would be captain material if he arrived. Um, if, if not in an official capacity, but it's certainly in an unofficial capacity. He's only 29 still. He's still the right side of 30. Um, he's got a market value of 9.35, but again, with a year left on his contract, it wouldn't be you wouldn't be paying too much over that, maybe about 15 million for him, I'd say. Um, but you know what you're getting with Ryan Shawcross. Um, there's no surprises there. 
I think you'd be a really good addition. The two stars simply because Stoke want to offer him a contract. He might well stay, but then there might be some other suitors as well if a player of Ryan Shawcross's calibre is on the market this summer. But if we're going to go for him, I say we need to do it fast before he has too much time to think about the Stoke contract and before other players come in as well. But Ryan Shawcross, I'd say one of my, one of my more favoured uh, centre-back targets that have been mentioned in the media over the last couple of weeks. Next up is a player from abroad that we've been linked with is Ruben Samido from Sporting Lisbon. I very much see Samido as kind of the in a, in a kind of Van Dyke mould. He's, he's he's tall and commanding. He has a big presence. He's he's about six foot four. Um, he's only twenty three from Portugal. He's a very strong passer of the ball, so he'd be a ball-playing centre-back. Um, it's kind of what we lack in Clark and Lascelles at the moment. It's what we have in Mbemba, but he's the only ball-playing centre-back I'd, I'd say that we have in the squad. Someone like Sabido has got a market value of about £6 million. He has got five years left on a deal, so that's going to be quite difficult to, I, I think, um, lure him away on the cheap. We'd have to pay probably, I don't know, maybe around the £25 million mark for him. There'll be a lot of clubs interested in him, given that he's played in the Champions League as well this season. But he looks a good option. I, haven't, I profess I haven't seen much of him. Um, but I think um, looking at his basic talents, defensively certainly, he's something that we don't have at the moment. and Something we could, he could be a danger from set pieces. Um, and he could just, he's still got a lot of potential as well at 23 to go into. So I think it'd be a great signing um, if Rafa was to be able to lure him. But we'd probably face quite stiff competition for him. Next up is another Man City player. It's going to be quite a busy season there. Another player who Pep Guardiola is looking to ship out. It's Eliakim Mangala. So he first arrived at City um, with quite a lot of promise. Um, I think they played upwards of forty million for him. It was it was a huge it was a huge uh, transfer fee, but he never quite settled at the Etihad and was quite haphazard, as I recall. He's gone on loan to Valencia this season, where he's had a pretty reasonable season, um, six point eight three who scored rating, um, which is pretty solid, good numbers. Um, I know Valencia fans are, are sort of pleased with him. I know they're in the mix to maybe try and buy him outright this summer. I know Guardiola's probably looking for a, a permanent buyer for him. He's a funny one because he clearly has the talent but having not been able to perform in the Premier League before and in a, in, in a better team, would he be the man to bring an assuredness to the, to the, to the defence, stability? This is what we need. If we're going to be bringing somebody in who presumably would be commanding quite significant wages, is, is he going to be any more solid than what we have? I'm not sure. His talent is there. He's athletic. He's good at clearances, interceptions. He's not crazily good in the air, unlike um, the last target, Samido. So if we feel that we had enough options, does he, does he, is he more of a Mbemba kind of type, a sort of a... A sort of faster, more athletic, who would sort of sweep up the danger. Um, I'm not sure if that, that that might be an option. I've got him as a one-star probability to signing simply because 
I think Man City would be asking for mega wages and, sorry, he would be asking for mega wages. Man City would probably command quite a, a high transfer fee. Even though he's got only two years left, it's it's not quite one year. Or I think they would still drive a hard bargain given that he will be wanted by a couple of clubs. So it's a one-star likelihood of signing for, for Newcastle for me. But I would certainly not be disappointed to see him. I think he's still got a lot to prove and a lot of good potential as well. The next one-star rating is for... Quite controversial one, uh, Sunderland centre-back Lamine Kone. Now, he's obviously just been relegated. He has got four years left on a deal there um, with a market value of 5.95 million. He performed reasonably given the fact that he was in a defence that got relegated 6.75. But I think one of the main <clears throat> concerns about Kone probably are surrounded his, his mentality. Um... Is he a mercenary? Does he does he care? Would he would he play for the badge? He's clearly very good, and he was very good when he first arrived in Sunderland. <clears throat> he was a player that I admired uh, last year, but I mean, since he's 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 sort of been a bit under the radar. He maybe hasn't performed as well, but then again, the club has anybody at that club um, apart from a couple of them uh, this season. So there's a lot of question marks there. But they have been relegated, he is in the area, we might be able to pick him up relatively cheaply, um, probably around the 10-12 million pound mark, I'm not sure. At 28, he's, he's not getting any younger, and he's not massively experienced in the Premier League, which is why I've got him as a one-star. But he's certainly an option, um, and he's a bit more athletic than a couple of the other players we already have. Next on the list is Liverpool's Mamadou Sacco. Now, surprisingly, he's only 27, um, and he's clearly not on Jurgen Klopp's plans, um, despite their pretty sketchy defence anyway. Um, he's been on loan at Crystal Palace. He hasn't played many games at all this season, but he's still managed to get as, uh, an average rating of 7.05 for those. He was instrumental in keeping Palace up, I think it's fair to say. I think with, with him in the side, they kept clean sheets for the first two or three games when, he's, when, he, when he first arrived in January on loan. Um, he got an injury towards the end, but the Palace kept up. Sacco will be considering his options now because he, I know with Allardyce going from Palace, that puts that into doubt whether they would buy him permanently. He might be looking up for other options anyway. I don't think Klopp is going to take a second chance on him. I think he's already made his mind up. I can expect Liverpool to be buying a few defenders um, in the summer as well. But the French international is... He's, Yes, he's had a couple of injuries, and yes, he's been out of favour the last couple of years, but he's a really good player, and he proved that at Palace in the second half of the season. I think he'd be a great shout for us. I think he would. He also has that leadership quality, I think, that we, we were sorely missing at the back. Yes, I think with a market value of 8.5 million, he has got three years left on his Liverpool deal as well, so he, he wouldn't come cheap, probably around the 15, 20 million pound mark, probably, um, given his age as well. But he would be an excellent signing, I think, but I do think it's unlikely simply because he'd be looking at other suitors, maybe not taking the risk on a club that's just uh, being promoted. Next up is another Frenchman, and it's Kurt Zuma of Chelsea. Now, 
He spent most of 2016 out with damaged cruciates. Um, it's been a very slow comeback trail. He's not been able to uh, make a dent on the first team, Chelsea, who obviously went on to win the league. Um, he's actually only played 247 minutes all season, uh, which is why his who scored rating is only 6.23. His market value is 14.45, but I've got Zuma as a two-star probability of signing because of... I think the Conte will be pushing him out on loan. I think he'll want to, he'll want Zuma to prove his fitness somewhere before he risks putting him into a, you know, a, his um, title defending side. So I can see him wanting Zuma to go on loan in the Premier League um, to a club that's probably going to give him a lot of minutes. Now I think Newcastle fit that bill, and I think he would be a really good signing. Look. It might turn out that Conte doesn't fancy him. And if he was to have a good season, prove his fitness, prove his form, he's still only 22. You know, he could he could really grow into his... His Premier League career still has a lot to grow. So, a lot of room to grow. So, I think coming to a team like Newcastle, he's he's a bit more versatile. He can play right back as well. He's, he's kind of in the mould of Titus Bramble, but just a lot better. <laughs> he's kind of... It takes his acceleration's quite slow, but he's very fast once he gets going. He can be a bit clumsy with tackles sometimes, but he's very strong, physical, and he likes to bring the ball out of defence as well. He's, he's he's a bit more of a ball playing uh, centre back. I think he'd be an excellent addition to the side, providing the, the club feel that his um, his injury problems are behind him. But as a loan, I think it presents a very small risk anyway. Um, and it would be quite a canny little move. Next up is the second Celtic player of the video. It's Joso Simunovic from Celtic. Now he's just won, uh, well they've just done the treble um, under Brendan Rodgers. Um, he had a pretty good season, all told he was um, very stable at the back. He's only got 6.74 on who scored, but then that's because who scored don't have those Scottish Premiership stats. So. That's only the Champions League stats, but he had a so that's a bit misleading. But he had a very good season. I've got him as a two-star probability for signing. I think um, Celtic produce a lot of good players or can develop a lot of good players. He's got nine hundred twenty-one caps for Croatia. Um, he's still only twenty-two. Um, he will probably be twenty-three by the end of the summer as well. He's got a market value of about three million, um, with about three years left on his deal. So. I don't think we'd have to break the bank for him, um, probably between 12, 15 million maybe. But again, he's, he's like Samido, he's quite tall, um, he's commanding, um, but there'll be a lot of clubs after him. So only a two-star likelihood there. Um, probably not going to be our first choice, but I think he'd be um, a decent buy if we did. Last up um, for the defenders, transfer links is Inter Milan's Jason Murillo. He's a Colombian defender who's found himself on the bench a lot of the second half of this season. Um, there's set to be a lot of wholesale changes into Milan. They've come into a lot of money. Um, and I think there'll be some massive recruitment there over summer. Murillo's obviously not fancied there. He's got a who scored rating of 6.79, which is reasonable. Market value of about 12 million. but it, And with three years left on his contract as well. But there's... There's talk that he could be available for as little as 12, 30 million. Now, if that is the case, we need to be going for this guy because he's still pretty 
uh, young, he's only just turned 25, um, so he's got a lot of experience as it is. I've got a two-star probability rating for him because Rafa's got ties with Inter Milan. I think we need to move fast for him if we do, but it would be quite a coup because I think he's a, I think he's a pretty good player and he would add a bit of class to the to the defence. He's a bit of an all-rounder, so I think the guys that we already have could learn quite a lot from him. So that's about it for the defender transfer link videos. I obviously haven't managed to include every single rumour or whisper of, of, of defensive targets that we've got, but I've covered goalkeepers, left-backs, right-backs and centre-backs as well. You'll probably get that, bet that we'll get at least a centre-back, left-back, right-back. Goalkeepers are still a bit of a question for me there. Um, but if we want to be ambitious, I think some of the players that we've talked about in this podcast, I think would be worthy additions a mixture of foreign and homegrown English players as well, or United Kingdom anyway. And I think a lot of the players that we've talked about here are better than what we have, provide better options, even if it's squad depth that we can get on a cheap, or any loan options that we can develop, young, hung, young hungry players that would want to prove themselves to their parent clubs. That could be a really important market for Rafa this season. So that's about it. Please check out the other two podcasts. We'll be doing midfielders and attackers as well. I've got the bios. Uh, I've got the links in the bio below if you want to click straight under those and check those out as well. If you listen to this on iTunes or SoundCloud, um, it'll be the next track along. Thank you very much for watching and for listening to Transfer Link um, Defenders. If you've got some transfer targets that you think you should, we should be going for, Please comment below. Let's see who you think Rafa should be should be aiming for. Um, and who knows, by the time you've ended up watching this video, we might have signed a load of anyway to completely negate everything I've just said. <laughs> okay, well, thanks very much. And we'll see you at the midfielders transfer link video and the attackers one as well. Catch us on Twitter and Facebook. Share with all your friends. Subscribe on YouTube, iTunes and SoundCloud. I've been Adam from the Toon Network. And we'll see you soon. Cheers. Bye-see-bye.